Good evening and welcome to another edition of Surviving the Badge. I am here, I'm, the, I'm your host, Ronnie. I am here with my co-host, John, and my co-host, Camille. Welcome back. We are all retired police officers, and we are here to talk about various subjects that are going on right now, ranging from police terminations, you know, due to COVID, to the Gabby Petito thing, whatever tickles our fancy at the, at the moment. And tonight's show, we're going to be talking about Brian Laundrie the scumbag who we believe what? killed Gabby Petito, and they've now found his body in the uh, woods, uh, pieces of him anyway, and his backpack and everything else. That's what tonight's show is all about. So uh, before we get into that topic, I just want to talk about and give a salute to our fallen officers. <clears throat> uh, the current number is just under 400 officers who have passed away this year in the line of duty, and in every realm from auto related to assaults to gunfire to everything is on the rise from last year wow. COVID still being the number one cause of death of police officers i have a feeling this i know last year that was the number one cause this year i have a feeling probably next year it will drop a lot lower because it's i i you know maybe i'm just looking at florida but it seems to be burning out a little bit um the COVID. you mean yeah, yeah. COVID, and it, it it's but our numbers are extremely high compared to last year, which is higher than the year before. Um, like I said, assaults, gunfire, um, auto accidents, and, and police, one of them, if it's not gunfire or COVID this year, one of the major causes is auto-related. Car crashes, you know, officers doing traffic and drunks hitting them. It's Cars are dangerous. Always was to, one of the worst, always. Yeah. And, so that's our, our fallen officer. First step is admission. Yeah. All right, next we're going to go to our beer moment, and that is John's. So go okay. ahead, John. So tonight we're going to try Sailfish, uh, a beer from Sailfish Brewing Company out of Fort Pierce, Florida. It is Tag and Release Amber Ale. So, Which we've done Sailfish before, but they have multiple flavors. So this is uh, my different flavor than we did uh, a couple weeks ago. And we got this uh, beer from Kenny's Grocery. Located on uh, 1792 in Orange City, um, right there, 1792 at French Avenue. So if you're heading to Blue Spring State Park, it's right there on the corner. Yeah, um, pick up a six-pack for, well, I don't know, can you drink in the park? I don't know. Uh, Maybe not. State Park. No, I don't okay, think you can, no. Pick up some soda while you're there. Yeah, <laughs> you can see the graphic there on your screen is uh, scream. Uh, it's I, Halloween. I love the color, man. On your Whoa. screen, which oh, is the graphic. John, you're in the number one seat for what, what do you get it? Give it. I'm going to give that a, a strong. <sighs> I really love that color. Yeah, the color's great. The smell, the taste is really good. It has a little bit Nothing of a sharp. But it, has a, it has a, I don't know, tang or whatever it is. Yeah, but it's got it's some hot. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm giving that a seven and a half. Solid seven and a half right there. That's good. I'll, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Solid numbers. Solid yeah. numbers for Sailfish, Tag and Release. Um, get it at Kenny's Grocery. And uh, 1792 in French Avenue. Yeah, visit Kenny's and go to, on his yeah, Facebook page. 350 craft beers. Yeah, almost anything you can want. Craft time. Yeah. 
All right, so since we've already mentioned the sponsor, uh, Kenny's is one of our sponsors, I'm going to go ahead and talk about our second sponsor. It's on your screen now, CNR Constructors. CNR Constructors, fortunately, is where I work, if you want to call it that. Um, they are a general contractor doing commercial build-outs. They do uh, home remodels. They have a service division that can take care of all of your business needs, from ceiling tiles to flooring to new drywall, if you want something changed out you know, um, vanities, whatever you need in your home or your business, we can take care of it. But uh, like I said, we do have that services divisions in, division in CNR Constructors. We thank you for your sponsorship, CNR. Thank you very much. Thank you. All Thanks, right. CNR. 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 CNR and Kenny's. And Kenny's. Salute. All right, now we're going to talk about uh, this subject that everybody, I'm sure, wants to talk about, and that is the um, Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry. Who are they? Fiasco. Um, <laughs> yeah. Want me to move that Rocky bit? Over? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Can you lift that up? Maybe excuse it over. Let him out. Yeah. Um, as we all know, you know the uh, Brian Laundry, according to the news and the FBI, uh, there were some <laughs> remains found in the wooded area. Um, in that park area, um, what's it called? Uh, wildlife area. Yeah, there. it's a reserve. Northport right. Natural Nature Reserve. Uh, and, they, uh, they had an Indian name on it. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Yeah, me neither. If you but check out our Instagram, it's on there. Yes. But they found some remains, and they found a backpack, and well, I believe a cell just phone. Go through the timeline and kind of... Absolutely. Okay, so we're just going to do a timeline. We're going to dive deep into the original incident and what what became the news um, when she went missing. But um, on September 1st, um, as we all know, Gabby and Brian were traveling the world, tra traversing the world in a camper, and, you know, she was posting things on her, her channel and stuff like that. So they were there together, and on September 1st, Brian returned home alone with Gabby's van. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I think that would probably spark a question or two. That's called a clue. But, sus, as my students would say, so, that's pretty sus. Nothing happens at that point. Um, we don't know what his family said about anything, but Brian returned home alone. On September 11th, um, and I believe it was after Gabby's mother found out that um, Brian was her home yeah. alone. You know, she went over to the petite, uh, to the uh, laundry house residence, trying to figure out where's Gabby, what's going on. Um, they won't talk to her. Stonewall, Stonewall, Stonewall. Um, eventually, on September 11th, Gabby was reported missing. Um, and we go into that a little bit further on one of our previous shows. On September 12th. Apparently, Brian, this is according to, the, to his attorney, who is speaking on behalf of Brian's parents. Um, Brian goes for a hike into the Northport Nature Preserve. Um, on September 13th, Brian does not return home. The attorney for the laundry states he reported this information to the FBI, but the FBI did not do anything with that information or did not take any action based on that. So... He left on the 12th. Um, on the 13th, supposedly, 
Um, Brian's attorney, or the attorney for the laundries, reports this to the FBI. They don't do anything about it. On September 16th, the Northport Police Department Chief, Todd Garrison, stated he knew that Brian was located inside the house, or inside Laundry's home. That's what all the information was. Um, now, the Laundry's, if they're saying that they were aware that Brian left on September 12th, allegedly reported to the FBI that he was missing on the 13th, on the 16th, when the um, police chief was incorrect in his belief that Brian Laundry was inside the home. And let me just explain one thing about that real quick. Um, if you have reason to believe that someone is inside the home, but you don't have any concrete evidence, but you had reason to believe, like they probably did, they probably went to go talk to him, and they said, no, he's inside because I want to talk to you. Okay, they, can't they force their way in and grab them? No, absolutely not. They have, they have to have a warrant. Okay. Are there exceptions to that? Um, yeah, but they didn't have none of those, those apply. None, none of those exceptions apply. Okay. So anyway, more than likely, the laundries indicated to the police, he's inside, but he's not willing to talk to you. He's not going to come out. Okay. So based on that that information they had, they probably were monitoring the house. And nobody saw Brian Laundrie leave. Because um, he was already gone. Well, but if they said he's in there... Right, that's the information they're going to go on. That's the information they had. Right. Okay, so we were told we had the information he's in there. Well, we're going to watch the house, and he never left. Right. So the police chief says, we know he's inside the laundry house because he was before, based on the information we had, and he left. Uh, and, and he did not leave. Um... But the laundries, based on their statements, never corrected that. Never said, no, he's not home. Right. We reported to the FBI that he's missing. Kind of was an official missing persons report? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. That was on the 16th. On the 17th, the FBI receives a tip that Brian Laundry was spotted somewhere in Tampa. You know, probably, what, 60, 70 miles north okay, right. of... Where they're living, Northport. Yeah, um, I did put the graphic up, the name of the park, um, the name of the reserve. The graphic was on your screen in case you're interested. Thanks, LT. Okay. And take it down, and then you know maybe we'll give a prize whoever can spell it. It's <laughs> <laughs> already gone. Okay. Um, um, so the 17th, the FBI receives a tip that Brian was spotted in Tampa. Um, they made contact with the parents. And or I guess through the attorney, um, and say that Brian was found in, or Brian, we got a tip that he was in Tampa. Um, and based on that, and I guess Northport police were attempting to make contact as well, that's when they decide they're going to report Brian Laundry missing. So supposedly he's gone since September 12th. Now on the 17th, they finally report, report him missing. Well, um, it's not a it's not a crime for an adult to leave. No, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You don't have um, to report. Your no, you don't. Well, if I don't hear from, well, uh, I mean, it's a little different because I listen. I hear I hear from my kids every single day, as you guys probably do. But if I don't hear from them in a few days, law enforcement's not going to say anything. I mean, uh, they're adults. 
they are allowed to. Well, and, and, to and, and we're going to touch on that in a few minutes. Okay, sorry. No, 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 sorry, because, no, because you're absolutely right. Because some information has been coming out recently that goes into what you're talking about right there. Um, so on the 17th of September, they report him missing. Um, September 18th, they locate a body in Wyoming in the area that they believe Dabby was last seen. Um, and on the 19th, the body was possibly identified as Gabby. Um, the Teton County Coroner, Dr. Brent Blue, ruled the death a homicide by strangulation. What? Um, he then had a Who's our number one suspect, John? Um, well, the only person, <laughs> the only person listed as a potential suspect or a person of interest, interest is Brian Laundrie. Okay. Um, then, um, like I said, the coroner had a subsequent press conference where he basically didn't say anything because Wyoming state law says you can't disclose any of that information. Okay. So it's just basically... Are they allowed to just disclose that it is a homicide? Why? Well, because originally it was yes, just, first it was just a homicide. It was just a homicide. But then after, remember in the previous show you said, is it preliminary or final right. autopsy and all that stuff? So they finally completed the autopsy. The autopsy is now done. Right. So now he releases the information for the autopsy. And he says, it was death by strangulation. Thank you very much. But it's um, still not public record, right? Everything. The autopsy. But they can talk about what the cause of the manner on. He couldn't even talk about how he came to the conclusion that it was strangulation. Right. If it's a, high, a broken hyoid bone. Right. He or, couldn't say it was, you know, tequila in the right. eyes or anything like that. Okay. Um, all he could say was we came to the conclusion that it was death by strangulation. Gotcha. Okay. But they, um, now they have gotten all the tox screens back, all the, you know, medical tests, all that. So now they can make it into... Death by strangulation. But then he couldn't disclose anything more. Okay. Um, meanwhile, ever since September 17th, okay, Brian Laundry has been, you know, they've been in search of Brian Laundry all over the place to include, you know, the Appalachian Mountains, um, Tampa, a couple of different places. Mexico. Mexico. Right? There was speculation that he had moved to Mexico. Um, but they were really, there was something that was telling them because, you know, we, we didn't talk about. He was hiding. Well, <laughs> he was, well, he was hiding. We didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't put in here. You got to remember that after he was reported, or before he was reported missing, the parents said they went and picked up his car, which at, at the Northport, um, Nature preserve, which doesn't really make a lot of sense because if I'm, I've got a loved one in the middle of a swamp area, and you know, oh well, he's not responding to our calls. Let me just take his car. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean that makes well sense. maybe 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 the maybe the um, reserve said, listen, come pick it up or it's going to get towed. Well, that would probably have been disclosed in all the information. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, so then October 20th, um, a body was found in the Northport Nature Preserve. What? And the next day, the 21st, it was positively identified as Brian by dental records. So who found the body? Well, that's an interesting 
situation. Right. I was talking to my daughter about this because we were we were texting and we you know we used to do a true crime podcast and and I thought and and obviously I read more and I was wrong but I was under the impression that somebody person X found the body. Law enforcement got there. They called the parents and they said, "Hey, is this clothing and backpack belong to Brian?" Well, apparently I was wrong. Apparently the parents actually found the body. Is that what well? You no, they didn't find the body. This, this, is that the clothing? Sorry, sorry. Well, no, no. Apologize. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, from what I understand, okay, the parents decided that they were going to help in the search. Finally, they're they're going to go help. Um, now keep in mind, Northport Police, FBI, I'm sure FBLE, county, all sorts of search yeah. units are out there looking for Brian Long. Right. Hoping to find him. Yes. Alive. Right. But they're out there. Find him. Whatever. Okay. Well, I guess they were there for a couple of hours, and then all of a sudden they called a deputy over or something and said, you know, um, we found this plastic bag with dry items that this is Brian's stuff. Um, so was law enforcement out there still? They were or still did they go still. out there? I believe they went out there because you got to keep in mind. Well, no, you got to keep in mind. The park was shut down. Right. Okay, so it wasn't open to the public. So they had to be given permission to go in there. Okay. Um. So, um, so this, I was under the impression that, and, and just let me give you my theory, and which I, you could correct me if I'm wrong, is the, water, the, the area where he was located was underwater during the initial search. That's what we've been told. Right. Now, law, the, the family, let's say, let's say they had nothing to do with this. they honestly innocent. And they're like, you know, we know that our son probably went out there and killed himself. Because they did tell law enforcement, this is where he is. Law enforcement didn't find him. So as a, underwater. as a dad, I'm like, why the, why the fuck did he not find him? So I may go out there and say, all right, I'm going to look for him because I might know where he actually goes. If they are truly... Have you know? Destroyed. They're looking for. We're right, and and I could see that. And I don't. I don't know if that's what happened, but I could honestly see that. Did you hear that, Jody? He said the bad word. <laughs> I'm sorry. He said the bad word. The issue with that is if they had a strong belief that this is where they would find him. Which they told law enforcement. No, but they, they told him he'd be in the Northport Preserve, which I believe is like 35 miles of swamp land. Right, right. 35 square miles of swamp. Right. Okay. It's difficult to search anyway. Right. You know, 35 yeah. square miles is difficult to search Absolutely. for anything. You know, swamp land, that much more difficult. Um incredibly difficult to, you know, I mean, because you also are you going off the trail, so, I mean, you can, you know, there are plenty of swamps in Florida, and there are trails yeah. through a lot of plenty, them. Plenty, for sure. Well, let me, so, I, 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 it just occurred to me to ask, us, ask this question. So, we know what FLIR is, right? Mm-hmm. Forward-looking infrared that the helicopters use, like, at night chases and stuff like that. 
I would imagine that they probably went over that with helicopters to in search of a heat signature. Well, he may not have, but he may not have been there when they were flying over or the Or he may have been dead at the time. Well, yeah, but it takes the body a long time to cool off. But, again, if the chopper's 30 miles over here looking in this area, you know, and eight hours later he's under the water, yeah, he's cooled off by then. I mean, right. yeah, you know, he's not going to show up, especially at night. You know, even though the flare picks up heat signatures and this and that, but, uh, yeah, it, it was... But what you were talking about, you know, a, a distraught parent coming mm -hmm. out and all that, um, now apparently it's being disclosed that Brian's parents were very concerned about Brian because he left in a very upset state when he, you know, left the house to go for a hike. Yeah. Um, and... I haven't seen the, the original police report and what they actually told the police and all that, but that would obviously be one of the first things you tell a police officer. Because you, you were saying earlier, you know, well, an adult doesn't come home. That's, that's not a crime. Right. You know, but we change the way we respond to things based on the information we get. So if someone says he was having a really hard time dealing with, Gabby not being here, and you don't have to disclose, you know, you know if they were aware of it. Um, disclose, you know, Gabby's not here. Well, do you mean she's dead? No, I don't mean that. She's just not here, and he's having trouble, difficult, you know, right. he's having difficulty dealing with it. So, you know, but he was really distraught. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's something you tell the police. Yeah, totally. They're telling the press that now. It's like, well, how believable can that be? Yeah. But I, so, I, I really have a hard time shitting on a, on a grieving set of parents. I, I, I don't know if they're, if they're bad parents, you know, parents that are trying to protect or whatever. Everybody wants to attack the parents. Not everybody, but a lot of people are wanting to attack the parents. Well, you should have done it. Should, but, but you're not in that situation. What, and what would you what, do? What would you do as a parent who came back? Your kid is one hundred percent distraught that maybe maybe he even told them, "Listen, I, I killed her. I killed my girlfriend." Parents are like, "Okay, holy holy crap!" <laughs> now, I'm, what what do we do? Well, and, and I I can certainly understand the fact that you'd be, you know, perplexed. How do we handle this? What do we do? And okay, maybe they made a made a really bad decision. I honestly think it was a very similar situation with the, you know, another case that happened in Florida, the Casey Anthony matter. Okay. I personally believe that it was an accidental death, and then they're like, what do we do? Oh, you, see, you think the parents knew about it? I, I think the mother did. Mm. Um, however, I don't know. There's no proof to that. So just so you all know. before No, we no, no. Our speculation is 100% right. speculation. If you disagree with us, sending us send us an email at retiredcopsrule at gmail. Let me get let me give a shout out to a couple of folks here. We got a couple of new listeners here. Hey, we got uh, Big Mike Bernowski. Oh, Big Mike's on there. So Mike? Big Mike, first hey. time on first time right. comment on show. Give us a salute. Salute. And Tyler said that sailfish tastes like swordfish. 
Which is, Swordfish is amazing. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Okay. He also said, John's looking a little buff. Keep up the hard work. Hey, look yeah, at you, John. Oh, yeah, man. Man. He's in the number one chair from here on out. And Big Dave Morgan sir, hey, in the house. Uh, in the house. He was our guest calling one night, and I can't even repeat what he said on here. Um, but thanks for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. All right. Do you think they're they're trying to hide everything, or do you think they're just just perplexed as to what to do, parents? I think I think they were perplexed as to what to do at the beginning. So they just talked to an attorney. But, but right, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and then he said, "Don't do anything. Yeah. Shut the hell up." Which we sometimes comes off as really bad. Exactly, because we as retired police officers, when we were on the job. When someone says, screw you, I got my rights, I'm not talking to you. I want my lawyer. Guilty. We, we make that assumption. <laughs> However, that can't be used in court. Correct. <laughs> but they have every right to protect themselves, of protect course. their family. Absolutely. They do. However, the optics of it were horrendous. Yeah. Do you think it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations? Catch-22 is like... Well, we're going to look bad if we do this. We're going to look really shitty if we do this. Well, here's the problem, and it, it, it's one of the things, and, and we all, again, going back to our experience as law enforcement officers, we all also understand that the sooner you own up to whatever you did, the quicker and the more expedited we can get things done, and it's going to work out better for you. Right. Um, the more you make me work, yeah, you know, absolutely. But but also the more you make the state attorney work, yeah. the more you the more you make us work to get the information, the less likely we're going to show you any leniency. Yeah. So get out in front of it. Get out in front of it. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. So in this matter, if Brian knew what he did, again, we're making an assumption that Brian killed Dad. Yeah. Um if Brian knew that he did that, and he disclosed that to his parents. I can understand the initial, oh, shit. That's like every teenager mm-hmm. at a high school party, the cops, right. and they book. Yeah. Okay? For real. But they, re- you know, now that they're older, they realize, you know, maybe the cop would have just told me to pour out my beer. Right. Turn the music down. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, but it's fight or flight. Mm-hmm. He took off. Yeah. Okay, and the parents are like, well, we got to protect him. Well, maybe the best way to protect him would have been to turn him in. Right. Convince him to turn himself in. Do they, have a, do they have a legal obligation to do that? No, they do not. However, again, we go back to the optics, and now we're, you know, and, and this case has totally played out in the court of public opinion, and that is one problem that we have in this country is, you know, I mean, but they, they got no fans in the court of public opinion. No. Nobody likes this family at all. Now, we don't know, <laughs> honestly. You we, think? <laughs> so, honestly, let's, let's, let's look at this another way. We don't know it, that they did not tell the cops. No, we do not know. Right, because they could have, after he left and he disappeared, he they could have said, listen, he told us what happened. And he, he left, and he went to this preserve. We don't know where. Yeah. But we don't know that because the cops aren't releasing any of that. But chances are, you know, if that's what they were doing, 
okay, they wouldn't have looked so bad. They would, even the worst attorney would not have advised them to continue being obstinate jerks about it. They should, you know, if they said, you know, if they told the cops, Brian disclosed to us that he killed Gabby. He should have, you know, that attorney would have told them, listen, we've got to um, go out there and have a press conference say, Brian, turn yourself in. No, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. That's the only way to, like you said, the court of public opinion is going to say, oh, all right, they're trying to make him do the right thing. Right. Yeah. At which point they would have said, okay, and, and now we could be grieving with them and saying, okay, this was a bad situation that, that went bad. So, so anyway. So, all right, so potential charges for Brian's family, you think? I know we kind of hit around it, but do you think? See, and, and he, here's a legal question I have for you, okay, because I... I am quite the legal scholar. Well, are you part of LT? Well, actually, for you. Um, um, I looked at accessory after the fact, which would be something that might apply because they were harboring a, a fugitive, if, if that's what it was. Well, but Florida State statute, mm -hmm. does, this, does the crime have to have occurred in Florida to charge him with accessory? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't... So you're saying that if... if, if Although, let me, let me qualify this real quick, and I will explain it in a few minutes. It wouldn't apply anyway because of the way statute is written. So, so let's, talk about, let's talk about accessory after the fact. Let's say LT robs a bank, and he thinks the heat's on him, and he comes to John and says, Hey, hide this shit, because they're, they're going to search my house. I just robbed a bank. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, John would have to know, right? And you do it, you hide that stuff that you know was stolen from the bank, you could be charged with accessory after the fact. Now, if that rob if that robbery happened in Georgia, does that I you know that's a great well question. I think that because the crime happened in Georgia, I think he was Georgia have to go by Georgia statute on accessory after the fact, and if they're holding information or whatever and it doesn't meet their criteria, you couldn't charge them. I, I'm pretty sure you'd have to go by their statute. Precedent. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a damn good question. I'm not sure on that. Now, you know, I mean, it's, so, but to be clear, in Florida, state statute 77031A says, accessory after the fact, any person not standing in relation of husband or wife, parent or grandparent, child or grandchild, brother or sister, by can, consanguinity or affinity to the offender who maintains or assists the principal or an accessory before the fact, or gives the offender any other aid knowing, the, um, knowing that the offender committed a crime and such crime was a third-degree felony or had been an accessory thereto before the fact with the intent that the offender avoids or escapes detection, arrest, trial, or punishment is an accessory after the fact. So they can't be. Well, yes, and I, I just want to clarify. In the state of Florida. In the state of Florida. All the subsequent... Um, Subsections for 7703 just qualify for what type of crime it was. So the, the level of the crime changes. So this is the. So if it's a murder, is the are the parents still absolutely uh, protected? They cannot be charged as an accessory after the fact. In Florida, in Florida, they, the, uh, Gabby was killed in Wyoming or Wyoming. Okay, so if well, the body if, was found in Wyoming, right? If right. Wyoming's accessory after the fact says, "Yeah, we'll charge parents." 
That would be interesting. I, I honestly don't know, and that's one of the reasons why. And can, and, and can they have? And does Wyoming have jurisdiction in Florida? Because the assisting happened in Florida, not Wyoming. Correct. So now the next. You know, I think it would have to be under Florida statute if they live here, and the like you said, the assisting happened here. Here, it would have to be here. And you can't charge them because right, right. So, so, so you're allowed, you're allowed to protect your child if they commit a crime. But that's and not only be charged. accessory after the fact. After yes. the fact, not yes. before the fact. Right. Aiding and abetting is a different charge. If you aided them in their escape, you give them a, a, a backpack full of, full of food and a passport. But that's not an escape at this point. He's not escaping. But yet. what I'm saying is, is you allowed him to to get away. Okay, and, and be gone, whatever. You get, you bought him a plane ticket to Mexico and everything else, and they charge him, and then they find out that you sent him away right after he came home and told you all this. He sent you it. I think you may have a good case for aiding and abetting. Accessory after the fact? No, because you're not the accessory to the crime. Right. But you are aiding and abetting a fugitive at that point if you don't tell them, hey, yeah, we bought him a, Mex a ticket to Mexico, we gave him $500 cash, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, so where's, getting, where's that line? If you Let's say you drop him off at the preserve. Is that aiding and abetting? Well, so, at that point, so they, you, you got to figure out where that line is between, hey, but at that point, you can just say, we didn't know what he did. He wanted to go to the reserve right. for a yeah, yeah, state's always got to prove it. Right. And that's like, you know, I mean, you know, in you're watching on TV, the defense attorney is like, don't tell me everything that happened, just answer these questions. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to know everything that's because right. as attorneys, they can't mislead or lie to the court. So they're like, tell me what I need to know that's right. without telling me any more. Right. Okay, because they, they're required. All right. To... What do so you guys so, think? So what do you guys think? Let's I'm, take I'm, a poll. Let's take a poll. The, the top... The comments have died. We haven't gotten any comments in like the last 20 minutes. What do you guys think? Do you think that the parents should be charged, even though the statute says that? Should they be charged with aiding and abetting? Should, you know, what do you guys think? Give us some comments. We love to hear from you. Accessory. So let me take a poll here. Do you charge the parents with aiding and abetting? With uh, aiding or, or with accessory? No, you can't charge them with accessory okay. at all. Aiding and abetting? No. Potentially conspiracy. But conspiracy for what? Well, that murder? That's what we, no, 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 no. Conspiracy to commit suicide? No, well, that, <laughs> that's the whole thing. You know, um, you have this whole issue of, was he actually missing? You have to find a crime that... Filing a false police report. Filing a false police report, or, or things of that nature. You know, those are the things that you have to... But we haven't even talked about the more likely scenario is... Federal jurisdiction, which is which would more than likely happen, but murder, murder for the federal crime for the parents. Well, I'm saying they have authority. You know, you have concurrent authority with like bank robbery. It can be a federal crime, or, but when you have states that cross state, you have crimes that cross state lines. But did that's where the crime cross state line? Well, that, that guy did. The crime well, did not cross state. It wasn't a kidnapping, but it, there is. A statute, a, a United States code, and I don't have it with me, dealing with accessory after the fact type wording. I'm not saying that's what the name of the statute is or anything like that. Um, but accessory after the fact, 
Um, however, they have to have committed one overt act. So that doesn't mean... Like what Ronnie was saying, here's $500, go to Mexico. Correct. They're, that's an overt act. Right. I'm going to drive you somewhere. Right. That's an overt act. Which they, they apparently went camping into the, into the woods. And the allegations are he came home. So what did they do over there? So we did get a comment. David says, uh, come on. They had to know something was wrong when he came home with her van, knowing she was missing. They should have taken him to the police. I agree. But I are they required agree. to? No, they're not required to, but they damn sure should have. They should have. But doesn't listen, make them criminals. But listen, here's what public opinion is voting on, okay, if there's a vote. It's not whether they broke the law or not. It's what morally... What they morally did, right or wrong. But, but these people who are voting are in that position with their own child. Absolutely. And this Absolutely. Is part of with their own child. Your own child comes home with their girlfriend's van and says, I strangled her to death. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, if my son or daughter came home and said, hey, you know, on our trip, uh, I, I, I killed her out there. We're going to the cop station. There's no way that this is going to end out and good. Yeah, right. So we're going to get ahead of it. We're going to the cop station. We're going to call the attorney. Yeah. He's going to meet us down there. And we're going to the police station. And we'll go from there. Yeah. I'll say, you know, take the 25 minutes. Okay. Get a hold of an attorney. Say, hey, this is what we got. You tell us what to do. Absolutely. Take, take, take for one day. Right. I'd give it one right. day. But we're going, you know, I mean, just like hitting the lottery. You don't want to go claiming and say, oh, my God, we hit a lottery. We're going up and getting it. No. You want to take, you want to call an attorney. You want to call a financial planner say, what do I do with it? Do I take the you know twenty year annuity? Do I take it lump sum? And how do I protect myself? Now the the attorney is required. If if John is is my son, and I bring him to you as an attorney, I'm much too good looking to be your son. Right, I know that. If if I say John killed his girlfriend and just told us, what's your obligation as an attorney? As an attorney, yeah. Do you are you saying okay? Well, we need to turn you into the cops. Well, of course you do. Is that your obligation? I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Okay, I'm just I'm just wondering. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm wondering what the attorney's well, obligation is. Let, let's quick let's let's move this along. Last question is now what happens for the investigation for Gabby? Because that's that's what most people actually care about. They're they're upset that's about true. that. And and where do we go now? Well, do the problem is they're screwed. Because the one guy that they believe did it now can't talk. They, I mean, they can't get any information out of him. Obviously, the physical evidence is gone if he had any under his nails or anything else because it's been such a long time. Apparently, it was just then. skillful remains. Right. I don't know if they were all... Maybe animals got them, right. yeah. And the DNA, I mean, you have to worry about all that because they were living in the van. But, together, so but we don't know about the DNA in her side. Maybe she still had... If she put up a fight, maybe she had some DNA of his. But under. will they will they continue the investigation or disclose it? It depends. On, I, I think it depends on what what physical evidence is at her scene. Well, by God, I would not end the investigation until I had a conclusion or or the best conclusion I could. Possibly it really depends. On, I, I think it really depends on what they have at her scene. If it's just the strangulation, you might want to leave it open. But if it's yeah. Um, there's a note. I'm sorry I killed you, babe. You know, and and the DNA we don't know. But if it's if it's conclusive that he freaking did it, I close it. But here it rings true, and we're gonna do a case on this coming up soon. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. The the murder down there in Orange County. 
where mm. the girl went missing. Maya. And there was a free, Maya. Yeah. And, and there was a maintenance worker and all that. Did Orange County drop the ball? Did they not drop the ball? Did they do what they should have done in the beginning? I don't know, but we're gonna we're gonna look into it. You know all the things. I think they did a pretty good job, but I don't know. You know we're gonna look at it. Yeah. But that's gonna be down the road. But again, and and why that relates to this case is, you don't want to just say, oh yeah, it was him. Yeah. Okay. Case closed. And, no. and I don't think they're gonna. Which do which that. you do with? I mean, some people, some detectives do with a lot of burglaries. I don't know who those detectives would ever be. <laughs> 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 but not a murder case. I was going to put an arrow on there and go. Burr, burr, burr. I'm sure John's never done that. I've never actually charged someone that way. No, but no, you've no, closed no. some you burglaries. Mean, you mean it's closed the case. Uh, <laughs> closed the case. No leads, lack of leads. Arre arrested by other agencies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every dead body case you went to stack with seven or eight burglaries on it. Oh, yeah. He did those. Case solved. Closed. All right, guys. Um... Final comments real quick, because we're, we're out of time, actually. Um, all I got to say is, unfortunately, we can't work. Law enforcement does not work in the court of public opinion. We work in, in the court of law based on evidence. A lot of things that we would like to have everything disclosed and all that stuff, it can't be disclosed. And there's a lot of information that we don't know what's going on. Um, and that's not trying to hide anything it's just law enforcement has a process that they have to go through to do the job correctly so they've got to respect the fact that they're they're trying to do the job correctly absolutely so i, I I'm, I'm i'm struggling with the fact if the parents are going to be charged with anything personally i don't think i would charge them with anything it's a tragic it's a situation for some of those open ones yeah <laughs> Maybe I'll charge them with burglary. Close some cases on them. Uh, it, it's a 100% it's a tragic situation. We would love to have caught him alive so we could wrap this thing up in a nice little boat. That's, not always, that's not always the case. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes there's more questions than there are answers. But I think that he, he killed her. I thought this from the very beginning, that he came home. And this is how I feel about him. I think he came home scared, worried. And just, he's like, you know what, I can't deal with this. He didn't seem to be like a bad guy. He seemed to be just a, just a normal dude that, that, that screwed up, maybe got, lost his temper. And I think he came home, he could not handle the, the situation, and he knew it was not going to turn out well. I agree. And he went out and he wouldn't kill himself. I totally agree. Um, my final comments are going to be, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to us on Apple iPod, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, please like and subscribe to the video. We really appreciate all you guys very much and everything that you bring to the show. Um, the comments are great. We really love it. Um, for those of you that are watching us on YouTube, we do this live on Facebook, so we do answer some of the comments in the uh, in the show while we're going along. That's why you see some of the comments coming up. But they could um, ask questions. We have an email. We do have an email, but you can add comments on your YouTube, guys. Comment below on what you think and what you would have done. We will give you an answer back on, on our thoughts and this and that. We do answer the comments on YouTube, so we appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and that little bell on the side over there gives you the notifications, and we really appreciate it, all of you guys and everything that you're doing for us. We have our merchandise page. 
tpublic.com, surviving the badge. And uh, you can buy the shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, John has one on in red. We have mugs, coffee, um, <laughs> coffee mugs. Um, there stickers. are stickers, all kinds of merchandise on there. And remember, there is no supply shipping or there is no supply chain issue right. with Key Public. Right. That's here right. In the US. And they have masks also. If you want to show your pride and show that uh, Punisher emblem on there, thin blue line, uh, that we do have masks on there. So we really appreciate it. Yep. Um, I don't have anything else, guys. I'm good. Great show. We really appreciate all you guys uh, coming out and listening to us. And at Surviving the Badge, just remember, we still got your six. six.